Welcome back, Brooklyn Nets fans. All right. Another ass-whooping to the New York Knicks. We are getting used to this now. So the Nets are, I think, 1-6 since the uh, Kevin Durant trade became official. Fun times. Uh, this is a team that Joe Sy is proud of. This is a team that Brooklyn loves, according to him. Uh, the Brooklyn grit is back. The good vibes are back. The culture is back. Who needs to win? Who needs to make games competitive when you have culture? Uh, yeah, this is disgusting basketball lately. Um, last time I talked to you guys, I was hoping that after the break, they can maybe be around 500 the rest of the year. But that's not happening. Like, they might just go 8-16 and 16 the rest of the year from the break. Like, they're that bad right now. So... I wish I can come on here and give you some positives. I kind of can. I guess, you know, look at a guy like Cam Johnson, who was really good in this game. He had over 30 points. He's currently sitting at 33, 7 of 11 from downtown. So that was great to see. Mikael Bridges was pretty good, 6 of 13, 8 of 8 at the line. But way too much dead weight on this team. We thought when this trade happened, or the both trades happened, that the Nets would kind of have like this unlimited depth and it'd be really fun and you would have eight or nine guys deep and you'd be a competitive team no matter who's on the floor. And it's kind of been the complete opposite. Like guys like Joe Harris, who, you know, Joe Harris has given us some some nice moments the past five, six years. That man's washed. I don't I don't know what else to say. I'm sure the Nets will just keep him around because that's a, a Sean Marks guy and that's just what the Nets do for some reason. Even like Spencer Dinwiddie has a good game, then he bounces back with an awful game. Tonight he was 3 for 10, minus 18, 3 turnovers, probably 18 occurrences of bitching to referees. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, I mean, the guy just has not been shooting the ball well. He was 1 of 3 from 3 in this game, but like just... Overall, shooting from downtown as a net has not been very uh, good for Mr. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith as the Knicks put up 142. That's probably going to be the final 142-115 um, at Madison Square Garden. So, yeah, this is it's, – it's just pathetic. You know, it really is. I'm not going to – I don't want to sit here and complain about what we still could have had. Of course, Kevin Durant came back tonight. Um, that stuff's in the past, and you guys know how I feel about Joe Sy by now. I think he's an absolute jackass, and I don't know how you let two guys like that walk out of your organization in their prime, but that's uh, – you know, it is what it is. Oh, my God. Daron Sharp just shot a three at the buzzer. Um. Anyway, that's funny. It's like the Chris Paul meme, how he makes a three to cut it to like a 38-point game. I think with that Daron three with point seven to go, the Nets cut the game to like 27 points. I don't even know. The refs are reviewing this. I don't, I don't know. It's just a waste of time. Uh. Yeah, anyway, yeah, it's just disappointing uh, what happens here. Um. But that's just how it is now. The Nets have to look forward. And I get the excuses about like, hey, you know, we haven't played much together this this year and this is a brand new team and Jacques Vaughn doesn't know who to play together but when this team was put together a few weeks ago you were thinking the one good thing about this team was oh they're gonna be great on defense you have Dorian you have Cam Johnson you have McHale you have Claxton I guess Royce O'Neal has a decent defensive reputation by most NBA fans it was like, hey, they can guard one through five. And even uh, Spencer Dinwiddie has some length. Like, that's that's good. And they've been really, really bad defensively. I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but they have just been a very awful defensive team ever since these trades happened. And, you know, there was a point in the year, like probably around December, when the Nets were hot, when they were like a top seven or eight defense in the entire league, maybe even, hot, maybe even higher. 
Uh, so just to see how far they've fallen recently, it's it's pretty rough. I mean, they lit up 101 to the Sixers. That was their first game together, and it looked good. I mean, they were playing really good defense in that game. Of course, you know, some bad things happened at the end, which was unfortunate. They gave up the 124 the first game at the Knicks. They gave up 131 at Chicago last Friday. 129 on Sunday versus Atlanta, which, by the way, was a very tough game. That was the last time I talked to you guys was the Chicago game. Atlanta was a tough loss. I mean, they made a nice comeback, made it a close game, but that that really sucked. Trey Young may have traveled, whatever. But um, Milwaukee, they competed for three quarters last night in that Tuesday night game. Lost 118-104. Then tonight was 142-118. Uh, it's just really pathetic stuff. I mean, you can make all the excuses you want. I heard some Nets fans in spaces saying that this team might be tanking now and like, you know, there might be some truth to it. I really don't know what the point is of winning. I'd hate to say that as a fan. I mean, I've been here before where it's like, I don't even know what winning does anymore. This doesn't benefit us because, I mean, look, we know we're not going anywhere. This team's not good enough to win a playoff series, I don't think, at least. I mean, I guess things could change. Uh, if if healthy Ben Simmons walks through that door tomorrow and looks great, then yeah, maybe the... Uh, you know, the Nets change, but no, I just, it's probably not going to happen. It just is what it is. And, um, you would think by at some point this Nets team will drop out of the, um, you know, the non-playing area. I think right now they are the seven seed or the six seed. I'm sorry, but they are pretty much within like five games of falling out of the playoffs, which it's not, it's not impossible. There's like probably 20 games left, a five game lead. Um, you know, they might fall out of the playoffs entirely, which would be pretty sad because at one point they were probably like 15 games over 500, but um, that's just the way this season has gone. So I think now they're down to like 34 and 27. Um, I believe at one point they were 27 and 13 right after KD got hurt and they were 31 and 20 after Kyrie's last Nets game. So like they had a pretty good record at those points, especially the one after Durant left. So uh, to see this team fall to where they are now, it, it sucks. But hey, we saw this last year. They lost 11 in a row last year. So we're very used to this as Nets fans, kind of different circumstances. But um, so, yeah, as I said, there are some positives. I like the way the Suns guys have played so far. Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, there's definitely a lot of potential there with those guys. And you have to re-sign Cam Johnson this summer. It's a priority. Um, guys like Finney Smith, Royce O'Neal, even Joe Harris, if he's worth anything, I would just try to get out of here for picks. I mean, they're just not worth having on this roster. There's too many of the same type of guys. I think Jay Crowder had a very funny quote about that today. Jay Crowder um, was quoted saying that when he was traded to Brooklyn, he had no interest coming here because there was too many guys like me or something. He said, I want to find the exact quote, but it was something funny that Jay Crowder said about the uh, the way this roster was constructed. Oh, here it is. So Jay Crowder said he had zero interest in staying in Brooklyn. He said, quote, not a chance. Look how many guys over there you got looking like me. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great quote. Uh, listen, I, I know you built this team on the fly. and You had to get what you can get for Kyrie and KD, but like, this team is built terribly. I mean, it really is. I don't know what else to say. You have to make a lot of adjustments in the offseason. I still don't know why why they don't have a backup center. I don't know what the excuse is, whether Joe's side doesn't want to pay extra money or whatever. You can't even sign a 10-day contract guy. Like, I don't understand why you can't make that happen. Um, I doubt he's good anymore, but even, like, Willie Cauley-Stein went to some shit team the other day. Like, I don't know why the Nets can't pick up somebody like that. I just, you know... Dayron Sharp, I guess, is a project, and he's a, a Nets draft pick, a first rounder a couple years back, but he's not 
that great. He has not shown much in his NBA career to make you think like, oh, he'll be something great one day. Um, I would say he's kind of regressed from last year, sadly. He has serious issues fouling. He had five fouls tonight. Um, he picked up like three fouls in his first two minutes in the Bucks game uh, the, the previous night on Tuesday. Um, the man has some issues. I mean, he has some good offensive touch, and he has some things about his game that I like, but he's just not ready. I mean, yeah. So, so this is one of those games that you knew was over in the second quarter. And I, mean, I give the Knicks credit. They've been playing some really good basketball. I watched their game versus the Celtics the other night, and they look good. I mean, the Knicks, they, they might make it to the second round. Who knows? It depends who they play. Um, but they look pretty good right now. So we'll see what happens the rest of the year for them. But they shot the ball very well tonight. But the Nets honestly didn't have that bad of a shooting night. 46% from the field, 38% from three for Brooklyn. That's not terrible, you know what I mean? But the Knicks, on the other hand, were 60% from the field and 60, or no, 57% from three, which is awesome. So, you know, they out-rebounded the Nets by 15 and they just beat them in pretty much every category. So the Knicks also had 16 more points in the paint. So the Nets' lack of size, it just really kills them. And that's part of the argument as to why, like, maybe you think this team is tanking. I wouldn't even argue with that. I, I wouldn't even argue that at this point because the way they've built this roster and some of the minutes uh, distributions they've given out recently, like Nick Claxton not finishing that game on Sunday versus Atlanta. I mean, what the hell is that? So that's that was ridiculous. So there are some puzzling things going on with this team and even like extending Jock Vaughn. Like now that you look back at it, it's like it's so dumb. Just let the year play out. You already extended him for next year. So, you know, Jock Vaughn started this year as an assistant. Then he was made interim head coach when Nash got fired. Then he was signed for the rest of the year. And then he got a contract extension over the All-Star break. He's been promoted like three or four times this year. So I don't know how many more promotions Jock Vaughn needs and why you had to sign him through 2026. But that's just what the Nets do. I, I don't know why. It just doesn't make sense to me. And I got to say, like, I'm just not even excited for these games anymore. Of course, I watched them. I try to watch every single Nets game that I can, but it's not even exciting. Like for, for Friday night at Boston, that'd be a game I'd be so pumped up for. But like, we're going to get destroyed by 15 plus. I'd be surprised if we keep that game within uh, double digits. Like there's just no chance. So it's not even fun anymore. Like, yeah, we're going to watch this team. If you're a diehard, I mean, we've seen worse times than this, but like, this is just awful. I'm looking at ticket prices. So a game at Houston is $3. You can go to a Rockets Nets game for $3. Is it even worth $3? Like they might have to pay me $3 to go. Um, anyway, so yeah, it's, it's pretty ugly right now and their schedule coming up. I mean, yeah, you have these Charlotte and Houston games in between, but aside from that, you're at Boston, then you're home versus Charlotte at Houston, then you're at Milwaukee, at Minnesota, at Denver, at OKC, home versus Sacramento, home versus Denver, two games versus Cleveland, at Miami, um, Orlando should be able to beat us. I mean, like there, there are some tough games left this year. Um, I don't even know if the Nets will get to 40 wins this year, which is pretty wild to think about. As I said, they were 27 and 13. They may, may not get to 40 wins this year. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I really don't care what happens. I mean, I really don't care what happens the rest of this year. If they don't make the playoffs, it's, it's fine. I mean, I think it's probably better because, Hey, you get a lottery pick and maybe we get lucky for once in our lives, but we should probably know that's not going to be the case. I'm still upset till this day that we lost the, uh, what year was that, 2011 or 2010s? I think the 2010 lottery when we should have had John Wall, but we ended up with Derek Favors. Um, the Nets went 12-70 and, and had the third pick, of course. But 
Um, yeah, this team does not get very lucky, so it is what it is, and it just sucks the way this is going right now, but as I said, like, maybe losing is probably the best thing for this team going forward. I don't know what they can really do to turn things around. They, there's just much better teams out there in the NBA than these guys. And the worst part is, like, I can't even trust ownership. I don't know what direction this team is going in. Like, do you really trust that the Nets have a plan right now or no? Like, I just don't even think they have a plan, which is the worst part. Um, I just think they were so, not they, I think that Joe Sy was so fed up with Kyrie that he's just like, just get him out of here. I'm done. And that's pretty much how it went. So pretty much all you had to do was just extend Kyrie, but that didn't happen. And, you know, he didn't shut up and dribble like Joe Sy wanted. And now he's gone. And, uh, you know, KD was behind him and now the Nets suck. I was hoping that based on those trades, based on the, you know, depth that the Nets received, that they would still be a competitive team, but that has just not been the case. They have not been a good team since those two have left. They're now one in six, as I mentioned at the top of this video. So I don't know how much worse it's going to get. I would assume they lose on Friday and drop to one in seven in their past eight games, and they will just continue to free fall in the standings. But as I said, it doesn't really matter at this point. So uh, we'll see what happens on Friday. But uh, I'll probably talk to you guys maybe Sunday after that Hornets game. If not, maybe we'll do next Thursday after the Milwaukee game, or maybe I'll just wait till Friday after the Minnesota game. I don't know. We'll probably do one next week or maybe Sunday the earliest. But anyway... Hope you guys enjoyed the video. I hope the Knicks fans enjoy running New York again because the Nets certainly don't. But I'll talk to you guys next time.